Hi, welcome to Bookie, which unlock big ideas from world's bestsellers in audio, text, and mind map. Please download Bookie at Apple Store or Google Play with more features, get your free mind snack now. Today we will unlock the book, The Tipping Point, by Malcolm Gladwell. The classic American shoe brand, Hush Puppies, was once an almost unknown company. In 1994, the brand was just selling over 30,000 pairs of shoes a year, a number so low they were considering stopping production. But in 1995, even though the company did not change their shoe design or increase marketing, yearly sales suddenly exploded to 430,000 pairs of shoes. In 1996, sales increased to 1.72 million pairs, and Hush Puppies won the prize for best accessory at the Council of Fashion Designers. Today the company sells their product in over 120 countries around the world. But how did this turnaround happen? The company itself did nothing yet, even today they are a staple of modern fashion trends. Hush Puppies became popular due to just a few youngsters in Manhattan East Village and Soho District, who started wearing their shoes. They were trying to rebel against conventional modern fashion, and went looking for something older and less stylish to set them apart. This was the tipping point. Young people wearing old-school shoes caught the attention of some prominent fashion designers, who in turn caught the attention of magazines. This ultimately led to the brand's success. Similar to Hush Puppy's rise, many other brands suddenly explode in popularity. Perhaps it's a newly opened restaurant that takes over a city, or a book that suddenly becomes a bestseller. Have you ever thought, why do these brands become so popular so quickly? Who started the trend? This book, The Tipping Point, will help answer this question. The book explores different products, thoughts, and information that spread like wildfire. It reveals how a few graffiti artists in a subway can spark a wave of crimes, how a small gold box changed a product sales, and how a few youngsters made hush puppies into the international success they are today. The author, Malcolm Gladwell, uses the term, epidemic, to refer to a trend that spreads quickly, almost like a virus. He uses detailed examples to explain the three basic laws of starting an epidemic, the law of the few, the stickiness factor, the power of context. Gladwell also explains the methodology to keep trends going. These laws are the secret to becoming a successful parent, marketer, policy maker, or businessman. Just like The Tipping Point, two of Gladwell's other books, Outliers, and, Blink, have also helped spread a new wave of modern thought. We have unlocked these books as well as two of Gladwell's other bestsellers, Talking to Strangers, and, David and Goliath. We will divide the tipping point into three sections, based on the three laws. Part 1, The Law of the Few. Part 2, The Stickiness Factor. Part 3, The Power of Context. Part 1, The Law of the Few. So how exactly does an epidemic or trend start? What is unique about a trendsetter? In his first Law of Epidemics, Gladwell discusses three key figures, connectors, mavens, and salesmen. Let's take a look at each of them. One of the most important historical information epidemics occurred on April 18, 1775, the eve of the American War of Independence, when Paul Revere, a silversmith living in the north side of Boston, was told that the British were mobilizing. His contacts explained, 
that England would be making a move to capture local revolutionary leaders in the nearby town of Lexington, as well as an arms depot in Concord. He spent the night traveling across the countryside, spreading the message of impending warfare. Each village they stopped at sent their own riders, and by 5 a.m., the message had made it to towns over 40 miles away from Boston. When the British began their march, they face a well-armed and well-prepared militia that sent them back to Boston. This confrontation with the British Army, called the Battles of Lexington and Concord, was the start of the American Revolution. The key figure in this confrontation was Revere, who played the role of a connector. By spreading information to different parties, he allowed the militia to prepare for the British invasion. The truth is, Revere wasn't the only one that night, who tried to spread the message about the British. As Reverse rode northwest, another revolutionary, William Dawes, brought the same message southeast to Lexington. The two went through similar towns but Dawes's message did not have much impact, and thus he isn't as well remembered today. In almost the exact same situation, Revere succeeded in spreading the message and Dawes failed, how did this happen? The answers lies in social credit and skill. Revere's excellent social and communication talents are what helped him effectively spread the information. Revere was extremely sociable. After his death, troops of people were described attending his funeral. His interests were wide-ranging. He enjoyed fishing, hunting, playing cards, and watching plays. He was also a frequent visitor at bars. He was a successful businessman, a member of the Freemasonry, as well as a member of several local high-end social clubs. Not only that, he also helped a number of local anti-British revolutionary groups successfully spread their message, and even set up an informal intelligence exchange hub in 1774. At the time of his midnight ride, people knew him well, he was trusted and respected. So when he was delivering his message, he knew exactly on which doors he should knock to find people that would trust him. They took him seriously, and helped spread the message effectively. On the other hand, the reason Dawes failed in spreading the word, was his normalcy. He was just one of your average neighbors. At this point, it's not hard to see that connectors are able to start a trend, because they have two characteristics that distinguish them from the average person. The first is an expansive social network and friend group. They typically have extraordinary social skills, and an innate ability to connect with different people. Their other characteristic is, that they are able to connect people from different locations, occupations, and economic status. By bringing people from a variety of different backgrounds together, they create new relationships and social value. Once someone passed information to the connector Paul Revere, the information couldn't help but spread like wildfire. So if you're attempting to start a trend, Connectors are an obvious component to your project. But, where do you get the information you give to your connector? In Revere's case, he did the work himself. In 1774, to track the movement of the British Army, Revere set up a small information exchange. Because of this, once someone got word that the British were sending troops in the middle of the night, they immediately passed it on to Revere. In this situation, Revere not only connected the information to interested parties, indeed it was he that originally discovered the battle plans of the British. The discoverer and accumulator of information, also known as a maven, is a key figure in the process of starting a trend. Unlike Revere's case, 
Most of the time these two roles are held by different people. Both roles are key to starting a trend, but in comparison to a connector, a maven is not as good at spreading information, rather they are passionate about providing useful suggestions. People are less likely to accept a connector's suggestions, but will likely immediately accept the suggestions of a maven. This is the charm of a maven, they have cultivated a level of trust in those who know them. Mark Alpert, a marketing professor at the University of Texas, has such charm. Alpert is an expert on electronic devices. He has an incredible knowledge on where to find products and services for the best price, and will pass newly released information to anyone who needs it. If one of his friends wants to get a car, he can present them with a list of prices from different providers from all over the state of Texas. He excels at helping friends get the best deal on home appliances like washing machines, as well as helping them choose the best retirement plan for their needs. He can even tell you where the best place is to buy your Easter ham and how much you should pay. Of course, as he is helping others, Mark also gains information from them, which he updates his database with. Nearly everyone knows someone like Professor Albert, someone who is enthusiastic in gathering the latest news, and knows a lot of inside information. If you want to get to know someone or something, a maven is your guy. Just like an information broker, mavens are sharing and trading information during a trend. Their role is just as important as the connector. Of course, not everyone is willing to receive a maven or connector's message. Even the gifted Revere was not able to convince everyone in the militia to prepare for battle. This is when you need a salesman. During an epidemic, a salesman is there to convince those who don't trust the initial information. What tricks do salesmen use to convince people? To get an idea, let's take a look at the 1984 presidential campaign between Ronald Reagan and Walter Mandale. At the time, Psychologists recorded various segments from three nightly news anchors for a study. The study showed each clip, with the sound removed, to each participant in the study. The participants were asked to rate the facial expressions of the broadcasters, on a scale of extremely negative to extremely positive. The results were fascinating. The participants ranked two of the broadcasters as having little difference, when talking about Reagan and Mandale. However, for anchor Peter Jennings of ABC, participants ranked him as having a much more positive expression when discussing Regan, and a more negative expression when discussing Mandale. At first, the researchers assumed this was because Jennings has the most expressive facial expressions. But the reality was the opposite, Jennings was actually the least expressive of all the broadcasters. ABC itself supported Mandale, but the fact that Jennings' facial expressions favored Reagan, meant that there was a higher percentage of ABC viewers supporting Reagan, compared to the other two channels. Jennings is a salesman, one who can convince others solely with their expressions. People subconsciously imitate others' subtle body language. Humans have an easily activated, innate emotional response, when viewing other people. Imitating others can not only affect one's emotions, but also one's beliefs. These subtle expressions and movements are extremely powerful, even though others may not even realize them. This contributes to the super-persuasive personality of a salesman. The salesman is like a mood transmitter. They quickly become dominant when talking about a subject. They excel at expressing their feelings, and others unconsciously become drawn in, 
aligning their thoughts and mood with the salesman. It is important to note, a positive or negative attitude towards a certain trend, item, or ideology does not determine who is a salesman, but rather their charisma. If a salesman expresses a negative attitude, this can also infect others. Salesmen are inherently linked to the trend-setting process. Without their emotional influence, it is difficult for people to become emotionally attached to a new idea. That's it for section 1. In this section, we learned the names and roles of the three key figures in starting an information epidemic. To recap, the first is the connector. The connector is the glue in society, spreading information between people from all walks of life. Before information gets to the connector, it is often in the hands of a maven, a human database of information, who gathers and happily shares information with others. The final key figure is the salesman. They use their ability to influence and convince others to accept and trust information. So once these three key figures come together, can any product become an epidemic? Of course not. This brings us to the second law of epidemics, the stickiness factor. Today we are just sharing limited content. To unlock more key insights of world-class bestseller please download our app. Just search for B-O-O-K-E-Y at Apple Store or Google Play. Get your free mind snack now.